It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and Teddy Lehman has jinxed it. What? What happened? You said Bob Stoops coming up oh, next. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Stoops coming up next. Uh, mm. Left him a voicemail though, so I'm, I'm sure we'll catch up with him uh, in due time. I'm sure, we'll catch up with him later. Yeah. Yeah, excited to hear what, uh, how his weekend was, uh, especially the Friday there on the field, uh, senior day before. Drake Stoops had uh, another incredible game, Dylan Gabriel, all of that. So uh, we'll catch up with him. In- any final thoughts, by the way? Because we're about to be full-on offseason until the bowl game gets here. So any final thoughts from the OU-TCU game that we barely even mentioned yesterday? Um, yeah, yeah, I got some final thoughts. Um, we, well, I guess we talked about it a little bit. Um, I was going to say, Sawchuck had a nice game, um, but I thought that it was, it was very apparent, and maybe the text line disagrees. I'd like to know people that watch the game. You want to hold that thought because we do have, uh, oh. Bob Stoops here. Yeah, great. Brought to you by Modelo. I want to hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have to say well, there? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the running back for TCU, how explosive he was, and how fast. And you know, one of the things that we've got to do better as we move forward as a football team, we got to get more explosive at running back. Well, I, I thought he was uh, uh, fantastic as well. Reminded me of uh, like Quentin Griffin or. You know, one of those kind of guys that those kind of guys are hard to tackle in a phone booth. They're so quick. So uh, he was good, though. But, you know, give him credit. You know, yeah. There's those kind of guys out there. I thought Gavin Soshuk the last few weeks has had great games. And Came on he's strong. got great speed. So I, th- I think he'll only continue to get better as well. I'll tell you guys who's explosive at running back in his seventh year in the NFL. Bob, I'm, I'm watching football on Sunday. The Broncos-Browns game is on, and there's Samaj P. Ryan scoring a touchdown once again in the <laughs> NFL. That guy's so good. Uh, you got to watch him every day like we did and or study our game tape the day after a game. He's, he, he's special. His timing, his, uh, he's got more speed than you think. He's got power. He's, he's a great back, and uh, – fun watching he and Joe Mixon both. It's, it's, uh, it's neat that Samaje now is away from Joe, got his own place there at uh, Denver, and always rooting for him, an incredible guy. From someone who's like on the outside, Samaje to me just seems like someone who always worked hard, did everything he needed to do, did things the right way, very low maintenance. Um, is that Was that your experience with him at, at OU? Oh, I- Absolutely. They, they, his nickname on the team was grandpa, you know, like he's, he's the, he's the boss of everybody. So, uh, no, he was, he's incredibly special and really, uh, happy to see him having so much success. It doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. I remember the signing day whenever he signed with Oklahoma, number one, everyone was really struggling trying to figure out how you pronounce his name. And number two, it's like, that is a grown man. I, he already looked like uh, an NFL football yeah. player coming out of high school. No question. I mean, he he had that physical ability, you know, not to compare him to Adrian, but he was a grown man coming walking in here, you know, and uh, everybody knew it. He, he's, uh, he's a great player. 
what Dylan Gabriel had 42 total touchdowns this year to just six interceptions, and he played really well on Friday once again. It seemed like the deep ball was there whenever they wanted it to. I wanted it to be what well, just kind of your thoughts on Dylan Gabriel's entire season because I, I got to think he's Big 12 uh, all first team quarterback here in a week. I sure would think so. He's had an incredible year. Uh, you put those numbers up to Jason White, Sam Bradford, Baker Mayfield, and I, I don't know what they are. I don't, I'm not a stat guy. I bet they're very similar. Uh, he's had an incredible year. So, uh, Brent Venables and uh, Coach Levy did an amazing job with them. And Dylan's a talented guy. And uh, I love it the way they even snuck in a few run games with them and goes in untouched for the touchdown. And he's got a great arm. You know, he's accurate. So, uh, you know, people, oh, he missed this guy or he missed that guy. You stand back there with all those 5-0 linemen and 4-D linemen chasing you around and Four five old linemen standing in front of you that are all six five six eight. You know that that's not easy. That's not an easy job, and uh, I don't know that people respect that enough. When you're the one guy back there, and all those people are crowding you and chasing you, it's uh, it's not easy. I've got a totally unrelated question, and I got to thinking about it whenever he said all Big Twelve, and then I was thinking, well, I think the coaches vote on some of that. I wonder how that goes. But then it got me really interested in, did you ever fill out the coaches' uh, top 25 poll? Do the coaches actually fill that out? I did. I sat up when I had the time at night and watched all the replays and the scores. And if I missed it at night, I, I was always up. I hardly ever slept after games at too much adrenaline. I would be up early watching our game, but then I'd – have coffee and watch, you know, again, the, the replays of the games, meaning whether it be, you know, whatever channels were showing all the replays and the scores. And I would analyze who lost to who, who beat who. I did. I, I did it all the time. Uh, I, I'm sure not everyone does it. I did it because uh, I felt that was my responsibility and who I thought was the best. And so I did it, you know. Well, I, I, that's awesome, and you know a lot of that stuff is like not that it. I mean, it it it's a pretty good gauge to go off of, and we've got some of those those rankings and stuff that are going to matter here as we start gearing up for the college football playoff. You see a bunch of these scenarios where you're going to have a bunch of you know maybe one loss conference champions or or however it all goes down, and um, I don't know. It, it's really interesting to me. What do you think about the way that the the playoff is kind of shaping up as we're about to head into into conference uh, championship territory? Well, I think everybody needs to cool the pipes. This is going to be a big weekend mm-hmm. uh, to find out, you know, who's who. Um, you know, there can be some big shakeups. I get it. But let's wait for them to happen. But I was a little bit – kind of chuckling today i heard uh well, i don't know what channel it was they're talking about who's more deserving one lost team texas or alabama and i can't believe i'm gonna stick up for texas here i'm gonna be like are you kidding me they went to their house and beat them uh, and beat them soundly so that's not a discussion if they're both one lost teams in my opinion but uh, i don't care what anybody says and uh why well, play the game if it ain't gonna matter at some point you know Head-to-head is supposed to matter, and they beat them soundly at their house. End of, end of discussion. But uh, 
I can't believe that all just came out of my mouth. But, it did. <laughs> but, uh, but anyhow. Well, uh, they got work to do. What do you think about well, the Big 12 be- championship game? With- I just oh. believe fair is fair. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, Oh, I know. And then that's all I was saying is if they both won is, no, is was my only point. If you're right. Either of them loses, there's nothing to talk about. You know, it makes it easy. So, uh, anyhow, uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, believe it or not, I'm happy for Mike Gundy. And, you know, I wish it was us, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be rooting for Oklahoma State. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, I, I think Mike did a great job here this back half of the season and good for good for his staff and him and the team. And, you know, so they and they they made it hard the other night, but they sure, you know, made the plays there at the end and overtime to make the difference. Yeah, they did. Bob Stoops is our guest brought to you by Modelo. Uh, no big deal. Just another uh, game, another uh, day where Billy Bowman has a big play. Another pick six this time oh, around. Billy's Jeez. been so awesome. What a what a what a great player and uh yeah just he's been consistent throughout and you know what look back and look at all the open field tackles he's made i've, I've been oh, so yeah. scared on some of these outside plays and i'm like oh man he that's one-on-one that's gonna be hard and then he gets them down so he's he's been incredible now i i say it all the time you know the the pick sixes and the interceptions those still show up in the stat sheet and they're they're awesome not downplaying those but the amount of plays that he makes for a 10, 15 yard gain, and you don't think twice about it. I mean, those are real, those are touchdown saving plays that he makes a lot in those Listen, football games. I've been a defensive coordinator and a secondary coach. Those, those plays are not easy, and, and he's made a ton of them. Yeah. Well, uh, do you guys have fun calling that Jaden Gibson touchdown, oh, by was, the way? How, how cool is that, coach? <laughs> It was fantastic. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it was. It was great. It's just, like two defenders just trying to tug yeah. at his jersey right there, and he just rolls into the end zone. Just That's pulling awesome. the trailer. He just thought he'd he'd pause and enjoy the moment for another step or two, and uh, and then bring it in. <laughs> so that yeah. was good, Coach. I got to ask you about. Uh, obviously, we're going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator. Jeff Levy took that. Mississippi State job, uh, which I think is a great job. Kind of, I think it's perfect for for him, and think he can do some really nice stuff there. So, I just want to get your thoughts on on that job for for Jeff Lebby and uh, what you think about the off- offensive coordinator spot at Oklahoma. Well, I'm happy for Jeff and excited for him. That's what you know you want. You do a great job here at Oklahoma, then you get jobs like that, and that's great. You know, good for him. He's Earned it, deserves it, and uh, I believe he'll do a great job. And, you know, happy for Zach Selman, too. He got the guy he wanted, so good for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, you know, you know, I'm out of this. You know, I don't know what Brent will do. Um, he'll, he'll do the right thing one way or another. Uh, there's guys in-house that can probably do it or, you know, can do it. And if you don't want to switch systems or there may be someone that he just can't, you know, that's so good and, has such a track record that he can't turn away from. I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea. Uh, that's just my two, you know, uh, thoughts that you can – there's guys in the building that could probably do it, and then there could be someone else that's out there that wants it that you can't turn your back on, you know, that you just think it's too accomplished, been too successful that you got to go, go with it. So I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, and it's a big-time job. 
I, I was just thinking about Well, it. if you want a head coaching job, you just come here for BO coordinator for a few years, and then you get one. Seriously. Well, there's no doubt. And that's what I was about to ask you. You know, you, you had to make a bunch of those hires you hired from within, you hired from the outside. I was just thinking, though, whenever that spot opens up, does everyone in the country start calling your phone uh, looking for a job, trying to get it? Believe me, these this the last week and these next couple of weeks, I get a lot of calls. Oh, yeah. So I just. I do what I can. Uh, people that I've worked with and truly know who they are, I don't have a problem you know, talking to other people about people who I know just casually and haven't worked with. I'm not much on you know people I, I don't have a strong related meaning I've worked with and I know how they work. I, I have a hard time recommending when I haven't you know I haven't seen I haven't been in the trenches with you, so yeah. I don't know you know. So I do what I can to help guys. I know. All right, Coach, we appreciate you stopping by the show, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. There you go. Bob's uh, Bob's uh, shared his thoughts there on the uh, offensive coordinator position and rooting for Oklahoma State this weekend over Texas. that surprise you? No, 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 no. It doesn't surprise me. Um, I don't know what – I don't know what the breakdown is. Uh, I – and I guess whenever we say rooting for... Prefer it, to win. Yeah, yeah we crossed out rooting for yesterday. It's uh, prefer to win. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I'm... Or most hope to lose. Maybe that's the best way. Who do you most hope... <laughs> who do you yeah. most want to lose on Saturday in the Big 12 championship game? Well, maybe we can get to this on the other side, but um, I was wondering what most affects us. We need to be into the top 12 to get an at-large bid for a New Year's Six. And, you know, I heard Toby talking about this morning, and I'm just curious if if Texas is a one-loss Big 12 champ and makes the college football playoff, I mean, that has to help our case a little bit, right? That makes that win for yeah. us now, better? So CBS, they have their uh, college football playoff you know, rankings prediction for tonight. Okay. They had OU at 12 as their prediction. Um, Ole Miss at 11, Penn State at 10, Missouri at 9, and all those all those teams are two lost teams as well. And here's the thing, like in OU's case, and you can argue, well, the Fiesta Bowl or the Cotton Bowl or whatever New Year's Six Bowl it may be, may want OU over an Ole Miss, a Penn State, or Missouri. Maybe, but if Texas were to win the Big 12, and regardless if they were to make the playoff or just mm-hmm. be a one-loss conference champ that's not in the playoff, OU would have a better win than Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss's best win is what, LSU at home, most likely? Um, OU would definitely have a better win than Penn State. I think Iowa's Penn State's best win at this point. And who's Missouri's best win? Uh, Missouri's best win is an LSU or a Kansas State, probably an LSU there. So I guess the argument for OU to get in over some of those teams is they would have by far the the better win over some of those teams in front of them. Yeah, and they all have an equal amount of losses. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing that you're probably pulling for Florida State to beat Louisville, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumped in behind you, perhaps because what they were at ten and we were at thirteen. You got to think. They take a loss, maybe they'd be a candidate to to fall behind you, and then I don't know. I I think that I think we may jump up in front of like what Penn State was eleven, so 
I mean, I, I think that we would jump Penn State, but I don't know. We'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some of these text messages next. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. Wagner's Heating and Air 